Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. What I love most about this single is that it relays a message of the character of God. And I love talking about my God because he changes everything in my environment. And so our heart in this is that as you play it in your car, as you share it on social media, whoever's in the room, whoever's listening, that environment changes, not because of life changing, but because who's in the midst of your life is changing. And that's the thing. Storms of life happen, but when God's in the midst of it, we can withstand the storm. No matter what comes our way, we're okay if Jesus is in the midst of it. And so that's our heart for this is that you're encouraged by that. That when you listen to that, you're like, you know what? Yeah, storms of life are happening, but it can't rain on my parade because God is faithful. And so now I see through the haze. See, it's all hazy around me, but when Jesus gets in the midst of it, I can see through it. Doesn't matter, doesn't mean the haze is going away. It means I can see through it, right? And victory's already won, so now I just got to claim it. And so that's our heart for this is that it encourages you this week as you're bumping it in your cars and you're bumping it at your house, that God fills your space and you're like, man, I can do this. I can do this because he's faithful. He's faithful. I'm Elijah Hollis, lead pastor here at Change. It is amazing to have you here on our special day of just releasing this single and just uh, celebration. I hope you got a donut off the donut wall. Those things are zero calories because they're in the house of God today. So make sure you have two or three. And we already prayed over them. They're pre-blessed. So as they go down, they turn into vegetables. So it's awesome. Lots and lots of vitamins. Um, but so pumped for today. It's just an exciting day. Uh, you'll notice we're sat, if this is your first time, you'll notice we're sat a little different. We sit around tables here. It's kind of different. But we believe that life happens in circles and not rows. And so we do life together. That's what we do. It's not about just listening and following whatever. It's, it's about looking around and saying, wow, I got a group around me. We're doing this together. Um, when life happens and it's amazing, you want to text and call everybody. Yow, celebrate with me. Can you believe I got this job? Can you believe my family's going here? Can you believe all these opportunities? And that's amazing. But then when the storms of life happen and you hit those low points, those valleys where you think, I cannot get out of bed. You know, how many have been there? I just... I can't go on. Then you look around and say, who's my circle? Who's my family? Who are my people around me? And we do life together. We carry the load. And when everybody's carrying it, it's not so heavy. That's why Jesus designed life to do together. So if we can break down those barriers. So I encourage you, man, do life together today. Do life on purpose. Meet somebody around your table. And that's why we do what we do. But I'm excited to be here today. Talk about the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. And I want to look back at a story. I know it's not Palm Sunday, but I want to go back to the time when he came into the city and he made his, his big entrance, if you would. But here you have the Jewish people who have been in oppression and they've been hoping and praying for this Messiah to come because that had been the word from the prophets from the beginning. There's going to be a Messiah that came and saved everybody. And they believed that Jesus had come and he was that Messiah. So it was really good news. 
And so they were having a parade. You can kind of look at it like you know, Independence Day, fireworks celebration. Everybody's coming out. The relatives are all in town. They've all stayed over. They all rode the same camel, you know, to this parade. And so they're all there. There's a big celebration. Jesus is going to make his entrance. So that's where we find the story in Mark chapter 11, verse 1. I'm going to look at. Jesus is with his disciples. It says, as they approached Jerusalem, where he was about to enter, and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there with no one has ever ridden. Now, first off, I want you to notice that he sent two disciples. He sent two, because life is to be done together. And sometimes when God calls you to do something, you're going to look at someone else and say, did he really just say that? There'll be times where your calling is confusing because it doesn't line up with what you feel you're capable of. Your capabilities don't match your calling, and so it brings confusion. And so you have to have conversations to really work through what is God calling you to. So he sent two. And he said, go to the village. You're going to find this colt that no one has ridden. Everybody say that no one has ridden. No one rode it. No one ever rode it. It's unridden, this colt. Now, we don't know why this colt had never been ridden. Maybe it was young. Maybe it was too little. Maybe it had some defaults. Maybe, maybe it had some, some flaws about it that everybody was like, you know what? That's just not ready yet. And I don't know if you have some things in your life, some seasons of your life that you've counted out and you haven't ridden because of whatever you fill in the blank. But Jesus always likes to use the unexpected thing to be a vehicle for his movement to come into your space. And so Jesus said, find this colt. It's the unridden one. It's going to be tied up. You'll find it right as you enter the city. Untie it and bring it here. Because how many know that when you take something unexpected and incapable and you bring it into the presence of Jesus, all of a sudden it becomes capable because of the power that's in him. Isn't that great? And that's such good news for us because none of us are okay without him. We all bring baggage. And if you ever felt guilty and you've ever felt shameful and you've ever felt like I'm not worthy and all, this, all these thoughts, that's correct. That's the correct thought because I have it too. I'm not worthy. And it's so true. And you have to know that truth. But you also need to know the other truth that when you get in the presence of the king, his anointing, his holiness becomes your anointing and your holiness. In fact, when Jesus left the disciples, it said he breathed on them. He breathed on them and filled them with his spirit. Jesus, when he changes your life, he's not only your savior, he's inside of you and comes alive in you. So now your capabilities become his, or his capabilities now become your capabilities. Praise God it's not the other way around. That'd be bad. But when he's in you, he comes alive so that you're capable of doing things you never thought you could. The cult that had never been ridden for whoever knows why, now in the presence of the king, he said, bring it here to me. Bring it here. If anyone asks you, hey, why are you untying my cult? <laughs> Can you imagine? Be crazy. Just say to them, don't worry. The Lord needs it. 
and I'll bring it back shortly. Don't, don't you worry. I'm, I'm taking your car. I'm just going to drive it around the block a couple times. The Lord needs it. If you put yourself in this situation, that's why I think God sent two so they have a little conversation on the way out. They're like, yeah, Jesus. Yo, did he just say to an entire cult, like, to steal it? I think that's what he said. And what did he say to all the people? The Lord needs it? <laughs> what? Are they going to buy that? I don't know. All right, we'll figure it out. You're with me, right? You got my back? All right. If they start punching me, you got me? Always travel in a pack, right? And so they went and found the colt outside, just as Jesus has said, tied at the doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that colt? And they answered, as Jesus had told them to. And the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus, they threw their cloaks over it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who had followed shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. That's a celebration. Here's the king. King's here. Everything's good now. The faithful one, the Messiah, the Savior, the one who's going to save us out of all the oppression we've been feeling. He's here. And they knew something. He's going to be riding into their city, so they got to prepare a way for the king to come into their space. What do we do? We've got to cover this path because the road has bumps and flaws and rocks. and stuff. We don't want anything to stumble the presence of God from coming into this space because we've been waiting on this. We've been praying for this. We've been hoping for this. Take off your jacket. Johnny, take off your blazer. Come on, put it down. We've got to make a way for the king to come. And so they put their, their garments down. And the other ones that probably weren't wearing jackets, they're like, oh, uh-oh. They start looking around. They're like, all right, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? So they go out to the fields, right? They go out to the fields. And this is super important because usually the Jewish people had this celebration called Sukkoth, right? But it wasn't that season. But in Sukkoth, they, they had all these green branches that they cut off and all types of trees. And they would wave these things in the presence of God because they, the, these, these branches, they, they symbolize things, right? So they're waving it, saying praise to God, and they had this celebration. The problem was they wanted to celebrate like Sukkoth, but it wasn't the season of Sukkoth. Everything was dry. There were no plants that were in season, no green leaves that were in season. And so when they went out in the field, they're looking around. They're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, excuse me. See, the palm tree was the only thing in season. So they cut the leaf, and it's great because the palm leaf represented victory and peace. Victory and peace. Okay. Okay, you got your jacket? I found palm. I found palm. I found palm trees. Victory and peace. And they laid it down for the king to enter into their space. They prepared a way for him to walk. But sometimes... And I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but sometimes I'll lay down victory and peace 
and not feel very victorious. I don't know if you can relate, but there's been times in my life that have been so uncertain. I've literally laid it down in hope. God, I know you're faithful. Sorry. I know you're faithful. Do you ever have those moments? But man, it doesn't feel like it right now. In fact, you, you, you even ask, where are you? Have you ever asked that to the Heavenly Father? The one that we sing about? Love and peace and always there and he's faithful. And in the midst of life, you're like, I, I don't feel you. I can't feel your presence. I'm sitting in this hospital room and I'm believing in you, but God, I don't feel you. But they laid it down because they knew that once the Savior came in, he would bring victory and he would bring peace. Because it wasn't in their situation that they rested their faith in. It was in the coming Messiah. It was in the faithful one. And I love it because God came in a season that nothing else was in season besides palm branches. And we used it for our single cover art. And you'll see it, you know, with the, they're actually kind of cool. They're like black or whatever, but they're usually green. I don't know if you all know that, but they're usually green in the real world. But the palm tree was the only tree that was faithful even in the season that was dry. And isn't that just how Jesus is? That no matter where you find yourself, and maybe you even look around for the things you've always rested on, and all of a sudden, that job that you've always been able to fall back on is now gone. And you're trying to cut that branch off, but it's not even there. And that relationship, that person you confided in, and man, you could call them no matter what. And that was something you, I mean, that was it. And now it's not there. You're like, where's that? Where's that? The ones that I used to use. The things that I used to use. But if you can keep looking, you'll notice something. Jesus is always in season. There ain't no dry season to Jesus. He's always faithful. He's always there. And he's always living. And he's always able and capable to take care of anything you bring him. And I think that's why he used the palm tree to show us. No matter if anything else is dead and gone, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be faithful. And so they prepared a way for Jesus to come. They prepared a path because they knew when the king comes in, he'll bring his victory. When the king comes in, he'll bring his peace. He'll bring his strength. No matter what. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus said, he was telling his disciples, he, was, he said, if anyone hears my words and doesn't put them into practice, it's like a, a foolish man 
that built his house on sand. And he was talking about foundations and things that we rest on. Because it, it matters what you're built upon. It matters what your family's sitting on. It matters what your financial structure's upon. Because sometimes the structure up top won't stand if the foundation isn't right. And so he said, build your house on a rock. But anyone who hears, in verse 26, but anyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. But let's go back to verse 24. He said, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Because it matters what you're built upon. Let me tell you, guys, it matters who you're resting on, where you get your strength from. Because there will be times in life where you have to lead your family and you don't feel like the man of the house. You don't feel capable. You don't feel like you got all the answers. You come off like you do. Because we're men, right? Talk about I know, how to, I know how to do that. But if you're not grounded on a sure foundation, on something that can't be shaken, then when the storms of life come, Let's just be real. We're going to fall. We're not going to be able to handle it. But he said, those who build their house on a rock. The rain came down. The streams rose. Notice this. The same storm came. But the difference was in the foundation. Storms of life always happen. But your steadiness comes from what you're built upon. So you got to build yourself on the right thing. And that's what the Jewish people understood is that if we can get the Messiah in here, we can build our life on something that's faithful, something that's strong, something that's secure. So that when storms of life come, and they will, they will, let me just encourage you. If you're going through a storm of life, it happens. That's life. And Jesus didn't come to stop the storms. He came to strengthen us to withstand them. And I don't know if you've been through a storm that's taken you down almost, or maybe it has taken you down. And you failed bad. I mean, it was hard. Life hits you, and when you didn't expect it, see him coming it's Jesus and he's riding on something you never expected he'd use it was that season that you said what the jazz can come out of this this is crazy like ain't no way God's gonna use this that's the biggest failure of my life I don't even know what I was thinking. God, you could never use that. It's dead and gone. Jesus says, no, 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 no. You don't know me very well. I love to take the unexpected, the unwritten, 
the thing you counted out. In fact, you even tied it up in the corner. You tied it up in the corner and counted it out. I love to use that. Because when you come to the end of yourself, you meet me exactly where I am. And I take you into my capabilities. I take you into my power and my ability. And all of a sudden, I come alive in the situation. And he uses the unwritten code. Thank you, God, for using the unwritten cult, the thing I counted out. And you use it because you breathe new life into it. And now I see through the haze. Because the dead are gone. The dead things are gone. New life is springing from this place. I don't know what new life you need in the dead things, but today Jesus is coming into your space if you invite him. And what we're going to do today, we're going to lay down some things so that he can come in. We're going to invite him into our space. And if you want to do that today, I want you to stand up your feet join me. Come on. I'm standing. You want to do that? You want to lay some things down. This palm branch might mean different things to you. Depends on where you are. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, you're not where I am. Yeah, that's okay. We all go through different things. But that's okay. Because we all believe in the same, same rock that we build our life upon. And so this palm branch might mean different things for you. Might mean broken relationships. Might mean some fear. Might mean you need to give up control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. You might have to give up control of your future, your career. The things that you hold so tightly that God can't get into it. You're holding with a, a tight fist. And he says, just open up. Let me in. If you'll lay those things down, I promise I'll come in. And when I come in, I usher with me my anointing. And with my anointing comes victory. With my anointing comes peace. With my anointing comes joy. Come on, somebody. With my anointing comes everything you need. Everything you need. Come on, if you need something from Jesus today, I want you to lift up both hands just symbolizing, God, I surrender all that I am to you. What does this mean for you? What are you laying down knowing he is the victory? He is the peace. Even in the midst of the things that I can't see clearly, even in the midst of the haze, even in the midst of the storm, God, you're faithful. You're faithful, God. You're faithful, God. You're faithful, Jesus. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.